my gosh. Hi, everyone. I'm back. I'm back. This is episode two. And oh my gosh, I just cannot believe. I can't believe this. This is crazy. I mean, it's like not because I like obviously knew I wasn't just going to stop with one episode, but still like we're actually doing it. This is episode two. So welcome in. Um, I'm so excited for today's episode. So excited. I was praying about what the second one should look like. And I was kind of going through some different options and oh my gosh, I landed on it and I, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited and thank you all for everybody who's been like, I listen to your podcast or if you rated it, amazing. Oh my gosh, amazing. Thank you so much and thank you for just being encouraging in the best ever. So I just want to say that thank you so, so, so much. Okay, so you're probably wondering, okay, what do we got for today? Because the last episode was just kind of the intro. You know how everybody says about The Office that you need to watch the first season because like if you don't watch it, you're gonna miss the plot. Like, you know, they're setting it up. You have to watch it. That's what I feel like this last episode was. I was setting things up, you know, kind of setting the tone, giving the vision. But today we're like diving in and I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Before we dive in, I do again just want to say my heart behind this is I just want the Lord to speak what he wants through me. I am just the vessel here. I am, again, not coming from a place of like, all right, here's my advice. I've got it all together. No, I am just sharing with you my life experiences in hopes that you feel a little more seen and a lot less alone um, because you're really not alone in what you're thinking and processing and in your confusion. You're not alone. It's just that nobody's talking about it. So that's what I hope you get out of this is just feeling more seen and like, oh my gosh, I'm not going crazy. It's just that it's not being talked about. Okay, so... That's my heart. Okay, but you already know that because you listened to the last episode, right? Right. Okay, so we're going to get started with today's. So here's the thing. I want to try to keep all my episodes under the 30-minute mark. And I do this because I know me personally, I have a short attention span. I do, okay? And I know I'm not alone in that, but like I know for me, if I'm listening to something that's over a half hour, I need to mentally prepare for that. And that's totally fine. And I definitely have a context for that. And there's like podcasts I listen to that are longer, but I just want to try to keep them under 30 minutes. I don't know if that's going to be possible for today because I have so much today and it's such an awesome, awesome topic that I don't know if it's going to be under 30 minutes. Okay. So this is the type of episode where I would encourage you if you've got like a car ride, like a longer car ride, great. Let's listen to it. Or if you're like just chilling or like multitasking or whatever and you want to listen to this, great. Um, But I don't know if this one's going to be a quick one. I guess you'll know before I do because like obviously if this is when this is posted, you could see the timestamp. But I can't. So I'm just going to start talking and we're just going to see how long it goes and I hope you'll listen, okay? So let's let's just start. So today, here's what we're going to do. Today, I'm going to tell you about God as the author because he has written this most, the most incredible, beautiful story in my life that I've been able to live out. And I want to share it today. So some of you already know this. I've already shared this story publicly before, but today I'm getting into all the details. Normally I do like the cliff notes version of the story, but not today. I'm giving all the deets, 
all the crazy detailed things that happened in between, all of it. I'm talking about all of it because all of it gives him glory and it's honestly so cool, like so, so cool. So I am going to be sharing the story of why I moved to Texas and then why I moved to Pittsburgh. And it's not just like, let me say before even saying, just so those of you who are like, oh oh my gosh, I don't want to listen to that. It's not just like, oh, one day I felt like moving to Texas. Then I felt like moving to Pittsburgh. Mm -mm, No, not what happened. Crazy, awesome God story. And that's what I'm going to share. Okay. Okay. So let's rewind quite a bit. Okay. So when I was in middle school, I'm pretty sure it was in middle school. It was my absolute dream to do the Disney college program. So for those of you who know what that is, great. Those of you who don't know what that is, basically um, some of, a lot of colleges offer this program um, where you can go down for a semester and work for Disney. And that was my dream. Those of you who know me, you know, I love Disney so much. It's literally my second job. I plan people's Disney vacations because I absolutely love it. It's just like something I'm passionate about and love doing. I love it. So anyway, that was my dream. I found out about that in middle school and I was like, okay, when I'm in college, that's what I'm going to do. So college comes around. I'm like, yep, that's what I'm doing. But you have to apply for this program. You don't just like, they don't accept everybody. It's honestly kind of crazy. They do like three different interview processes and it's like, it's really crazy. And the first one's completely random. Like you have to use the right words because like a, it's a web screening. It's honestly so insane. So anyway, I wanted this so bad. I did a ton of research. I was like, what do I need to do to get past these interviews? This is what I'm doing. And I had my life planned around getting into this college program. I was like, okay, I'm going to go down for this college program, right? I'm going to come back. So do the one semester. I'm going to come back and then go back down because you could do it more than once and then graduate college and then work for Disney full time and live in Florida and all my dreams are going to come true because my dream was to move to Florida. Still kind of is. I absolutely, I really do love Florida so much, but um, we'll get there. We're getting there. Okay. So that was my plan. So college is happening and it's my turn to apply for this college program and I apply for it and I don't get in. And my world was shaken. I was like, what the actual heck? Like, I'm seriously so upset. I cried so much because my entire life was planned around this. Well, guess what? This was in 2020. So everybody who got accepted for that college program couldn't go anyway. And that's crazy because I was like, okay, so even if I would have got accepted, I couldn't go. But I was like, Lord, like, why do I have to go through that, like, pain of rejection? But I think there was lessons and characteristics I developed through that rejection that I wouldn't have if I would have got accepted and then not been able to go. Like, there were different things that he had to develop in me through that rejection. So honestly, I'm thankful for it. Was not at the time. Was not. Um, but yeah, now I'm thankful for it. So I don't get in. I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to go work there. Like, I'm still going to go work for Disney. I'm still going to go move to Florida. That's my dream. So at the time, I was working at, I don't know if I should technically say where I was working at. You know what? I don't think it matters. I was working at Starbucks, okay? I have nothing bad to say. So I was working at Starbucks, and I was working there, like, out of high school. 
all through college and then after I graduated college. So I still had this dream to move to Florida and I was like, I'm going to make it happen. You know, like after college, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to graduate and then somehow I'm going to move down there. So I was working at Starbucks and I was on this path of development and I really wanted to be a manager and I was going to school for hospitality business. So it like really aligned well with this and I had an incredible manager who was helping me and then he moved to a different store and then I had another manager who I was able to help out and we were able to work together and he was on my team encouraging me, supporting me, like advocating for me and gave me a ton of opportunities to like do the job with him. It was, this is what I wanted. So I was in this job, right? Was doing this management role and then I applied for it. And I was already doing the job. I was like pretty confident, you know, that I was going to get it. And I didn't. And I was like, what? And I remember when I found out, it was like utter shock. I was like trying not to cry. And I'm like telling my manager, I was like, yeah, I didn't get it. And I'm like holding back tears and he's holding back tears. And I have like, supervisors like my coworkers who are like Michaela literally what the heck like we're so sorry like we really thought this was yours and I was like I did too I'm really confused and I remember driving home and I still remember this vividly I was driving home and the Lord reminded me he was like I told you you weren't gonna have to settle and I was like okay which is true because leading up to this that was a word that the Lord was repeating to me was that like you won't have to settle you're not gonna have to settle you're not going to have to settle. Like, that's it, plain and simple. You're not going to have to settle. So I was like, what the heck? Because my plan was to be in this role and develop my craft in it and then transfer out to Florida. And I was like, okay, Lord, you said that I wasn't going to have to settle. You're so right. Why am I even applying for this job here? Let me apply for it in Florida. So I did. So I started applying for the same job in Florida. And with this job, there's so many, like, open open spots, I guess, um, that they don't always put the exact location. So I just started applying for all these like management jobs through my company in Florida. So I apply for this one and mind you, I'm looking for apartments. I'm actively like trying to move down there. So I apply for this job and it doesn't say like the specific area. So I reach out and I'm like, Hey, super interested, um, in this role. Um, would you just be able to tell me more, of a precise location because I'm looking for an apartment. And she's like, yeah, like, hey, Michaela, um, this is actually in our hospitality and tourism district. So this store is in Disney Springs. And I said, oh, um, okay, okay, um, I see you, Lord. So this was so funny. So this was the only store on Disney property that was like corporate owned. So like one I could apply for because all the other Starbucks on Disney property are like third party. They're owned by Disney, which is like, that's, it, it's just not the same. So I was like, this is literally it. I was like, the Lord told me I wasn't gonna have to settle. This is crazy. I didn't even know when I applied for this job that like it was this store. Like I had no idea. That is absolutely insane. I was like, Lord, I see what you are doing. Like I see what you're doing that's insane. So I like get past the first interview and they like schedule me for another one. And as all of this is happening, I'm like praying about this a lot. Cause I'm like, Lord, you know, it is my dream, like my absolute dream to move to Florida, but ultimately I don't want to do anything that's outside of your will. But as I'm in this process of 
applying for this job, I had faith like never before. And funny enough, the Lord is so ironic. He always gives me what I need when I need it. So I started listening to this sermon series by Mike Todd. Some of you might know Mike Todd. And I started listening to his sermon series um, called Crazy Faith. And I wasn't even like, oh, I'm going through the season, so I'm going to listen to it. I had already had it saved. And it just so happened that like, as I'm watching the sermon, that's like where I'm at in my life. That's like, I literally had to operate in this kind of faith. And I was like, Lord, you're so good. And as he's preaching, I'm feeling so encouraged. And again, I had faith like never before. I had documented like videos of me being like, I'm fully believing that in a year from now, I'm going to be living in Florida. Like I'm not going to be here. And I actually still have those videos on my phone because for some reason, I just feel like I shouldn't delete them. And maybe it's because of this episode. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. So I had like documented the whole process. I was like, here I am waiting for the first interview. Here I am like waiting for the second one, like still fully believing. And I had like documented all of this and I'm like watching this sermon series and I'm still trying to decide like, you know, again, Lord, like this is my dream, but if you don't mean to do this, like you just let me know, like I just like, please open the door for me. And that was my prayer the entire time was like, God, open the door for me. Like, please open the door for me. And like, if this is not where you want me, like, I don't want to do anything. I have like a selfish desire. So like, don't open the door, but like, please, if this is where you have me, like, please open the door. So one day I texted, so I was watching the sermon series and I texted my friend Alyssa and I'm just going to read it. So I was like, so I'm like halfway through this sermon and I'm not confused anymore. I just know I've got to start walking in it. So I was confused if I should move or stay or what. And at this point I was like, no, I know. I just start have to like believing for it. So she goes, say more. And I'm just going to read this text so you get some, some reference. Okay. Some context. So I said, so recently my faith has been strengthened and I told you God is teaching me what faith actually looks like even before I started the sermon series. So I've been praying daily that he would open the door and I've had the faith that he will. I don't know the details or I don't know what it looks like, but I fully know he will. But I've been confused because I don't want to do something outside of God's will and then ask him to bless it. I want to go where he calls me, but it's not like I was told to go to Florida. It's just been a desire since I was in eighth grade. And I know the Bible says that he will tell your heart what it desires. And I truly believe this desire is from him. I, again, just don't want to do anything outside of his will. Anyway, the other day he hit me with this crazy revelation of truth and the power of truth that is written. And I can't even explain it, but I prayed that my heart would truly understand the power of his truth. Then Mike Todd shares his verse the other day and it's Mark eleven twenty four, which says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And I said, but that doesn't just apply to me asking him to open the door in Florida. I've also prayed a lot recently about how I don't want to do anything outside of his will because I want it. So just now Mike says, what you're waiting for is God to move. But God is saying, if you would just move, I would take you and push you and direct you into purpose. But you have to start moving because God isn't just going to pick you up and move you. And I said, and that hit me hard, but the small part of me was like, yeah, but I still don't want to move if it's outside your will. And he was like, I know you don't. So why don't you believe it's yours when you prayed about it? When that's just what I open your eyes to not audibly, but you know, like I prayed that I wouldn't be led by selfish desires. And according to his word, when I pray it, I better believe I received it. 
because I also prayed that if this wasn't the move, he would make it very clear to me. And I have zero reason to believe it's not. He's really just connecting all the dots and blowing my mind by his faithfulness. And she was like, wow, yes, sis. Amen. So that was a long text, but you need that for context. So I'm believing for this job and I have like, I feel like I'm getting these, this assurance that like, this is mine. I just have to believe for it. And my faith is activated like never before. So I do the second interview and I'm waiting and waiting for a response back. And one day I'm at work and I get this call from my recruiter and I don't get the job. And when I tell you, I was shook. I was shook. Here's the thing about that. Because, you know, it like says in the Bible, um, like we won't be shaken. Like we'll put our trust in him and we won't be shaken. And this is something that recently he's given me this revelation about. But at the time I didn't have this. And I was like, what the heck? There's like something wrong with me because this, this like did just shake me. And I think when he's saying that... I don't think I don't think it's talking about an emotional shaking because I do think that things are going to shake us up. Absolutely. I think that things are going to go wrong and it's going to shake us up. Absolutely. I believe that. But I think it's saying that regardless of confusion, of the confusion I feel, the truth is that the circumstance can't physically shake me out of his will because he's got me. Like it might shake me up emotionally, but it won't shake the will he has on my life. You know, so I think that's what we're referring to and we're like, we won't be shaken. You won't be shaken. That's not saying you won't be shaken up by things. That's saying like physically, it's not going to like shake things up in your life and change things and move things around. Oh, and even the day of my interview, I was like cleaning off my desk to get ready for this interview. And I was putting away this basket that my friend Alyssa got me. I think it was for like my birthday or whatever. Anyway, she got me this pack of straws and on the back of it, the on the back of the packaging, it says, um, come on in. The door is wide open. And I was like, oh, that's my confirmation because like you just heard me say, like the whole time I've been praying, like, Lord, please just open the door for me, open the door for me. So I was like, that's my confirmation. The door is open. I just have to walk through it. So I don't get this job and my life is turned upside down. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm going to do now, but I was like, I'm going to make it happen. Like I'm going anyway, but I was confused. Cause I was like, Lord, you told me I wasn't going to settle. So like, what the heck is this? I'm really confused. So I was like, I'm going to go anyway. So they denied me for that job, but they're like, we could have you come down like as a supervisor, which was I was doing at the time. Like you can come down and do that. Like, well, we have a new store. Like we'd love to put you there. And I was like thinking about that. And I had to let this recruiter know. And I was going to take two or three jobs just to make it work because um, rent in the part of Florida I wanted to be in was not cheap. Um, but I was going to do it because this was my dream. So I'm thinking about it. And the day that I was going to let my recruiter know, my best friend told me that she stepped down from a position that she was in. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have all this freedom now. You should come move to Florida with me. And she's like, absolutely not. She's like, I don't know. Um, mind you, we're, we're like just nonchalantly walking around Target. Okay, this is the context of this. She goes, I don't know, maybe you said Texas. Now, let me back the heck up, okay? So a few months before this, as all this Florida stuff is happening, I was sitting on my floor the one day 
I don't know if you've like noticed the common theme of me sitting on my floor, um, but I just like to sit there and that's where I talk to Jesus. Anyway, um, I sit on my floor the one day praying. I don't even know about what, doesn't matter. And I felt the word Texas whispered to me and I was like, that's weird. Uh, I don't know anybody in Texas. I don't have anything happening there. Like, that's really weird. I'm just going to put that in my back pocket. Well, that night I was going to a small group with my best friend, Alyssa, and I told her when we were on the way there, I was like, hey, it could totally mean nothing. But today I felt like the Lord whispered Texas to me. She's like, hmm, that's weird. Like, I don't know what that could be. So anyway, we go to the small group. This is like the first one. So nobody knows each other. And we don't like tell anybody this because like this was just something between her and I. And um, the amount of times that Texas got brought up that night was um unbelievable. Oh, I have family in Texas. I went to school in Texas. I used to live there. I got married there. It was like insane. And we're like both looking at each other like, what the heck? But that was like back in August. And this interview thing was, or maybe that was in August. It was like in the fall. So not August. So like, I don't know, like October, November, maybe. But that was like back then. And this whole interview thing was January of the neck of like the year after you catching you're following me I know you are okay so obviously a lot of time had gone by so as I'm like actively moving to Florida a still like a small part of me is wondering like what the heck did he mean by that like I don't like I don't know like what is I like wonder what that was about you know it's like probably nothing but I like couldn't stop thinking about it but I was like no I'm moving to Florida still like it's a desire and I feel like he's opening these doors for me that's where I'm going so then we're here in Target and she goes I don't know maybe you said Texas and I was like Oh my gosh. I was like, I cannot believe that you just said that to me because I was finally set. I stopped the wrestling in my mind. Like I was set on going to Florida and now you're saying, oh, maybe you said Texas. And I'm like, crap, is that what I'm supposed to do? So hypothetically, we were like, what would that even look like? So for the rest of the day, we ended up looking for apartments, you know, jobs, just kind of like seeing what was out there. And I said, Lord, if you want me to move to Texas, you're going to have to make a way. Like, you're going to have to make way because I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, but now I feel like I should. So, you know, what? if you want me there, fine, but make a way. <laughs> oh, he did. Within a month, we were like moved down there. Apartment worked out. I got a store down there within a day, literally a day. I had that had um, an apartment that was exactly what we were looking for. And I remember telling my parents at dinner, I was like, yeah, so I'm going to move to Dallas um, like with probably like next month. And they were like, what? Like, I thought you were moving to Florida. I was like, yeah, so did I. And then um, the Lord, like, I don't know, just kind of made this happen. And I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Which let me say this. When he said it to me, I was like, okay, um, all right. Like that's okay. Texas, cool, whatever. And then as it started happening, I was like, okay, maybe this is where I'm supposed to go. Like, I don't know. Like maybe he said that. And I didn't, have the confidence until I actually started walking in it until I took this step and was like, yep, that's what the Lord is calling me to. That's when I had the assurance. I was like, oh no, no, I know. Like, I know I didn't make that up. He said that, like he absolutely said that. So I moved down to Texas and that's my Texas story. Um, 
And it's honestly my favorite story to tell, which is such an answer to prayer because the entire time I thought I was moving to Florida, I was like, Lord, however you do this, I just want it to be a story that I could tell that gives you glory. Like I just want it to be so undeniably you that when I tell this story, like it is no question that you did it. And the way that things were happening with Florida, or I thought it was going to happen with Florida. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like he is setting up this story for me. But he was like, plot twist, you're actually going to Dallas. And he wrote this incredible story that I couldn't have even made up if I tried. And it's my favorite story to tell. And I've been able to tell it so often because people like in Dallas, it's so cool because a lot of people who live there aren't from there. Like they're not Dallas natives. A lot of people like move there, um, just relocate there. So that's a big thing. Like when you move down there, everybody's like, oh, like, are you from here? Like, how'd you get down here? And I'm like, "Uh, let me tell you, I got down here. Um, so I got to tell that story so many times and I'm so grateful because I like his hand was all over that, all over that. And I've never been so sure of something I was supposed to do. So yeah. And really the whole time, like I said, I was praying, you know, God, I just want you to open the door, open the door for me. And the whole time he's like, oh, the door is open. You're just knocking on the wrong one. And I was like, and he's so kindly just pointed me in the right direction and was like, I know you thought it was this, but like lay it down because I've got something even better for you. And honestly, I'm going to be so real. I still to this day. I do not know why he said Dallas or like he said Texas. I don't know, which that's another thing because he said Texas, but he didn't tell me what part. And I was like, the only thing I know in Texas is Pastor Robert Madu, who has social Dallas. So like, I don't know, I guess Dallas, which like was 100% where I was supposed to be. So yeah, still to this day, I don't know why. I have like some ideas. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it was because of that reason or this reason, or maybe I'll know in a few years. Maybe I won't know until eternity. I don't know. All I know is that I like he said it and I was supposed to do it. And it was awesome. I loved it so much. Like for an extrovert, it's an extrovert's dream. There's literally so much to do that you cannot run out of stuff to do. And I have met so many incredible people and I needed to move. I needed to get out of my hometown. So that kind of leads me to story number two, because you're like, okay, Um, so you said in the last episode that like now you live in Pittsburgh. So like what happened with that? Great question. Um, (laughs) great question. So here I am living in Dallas, me and my bestie, Alyssa, living up in Dallas. And we said like, when we moved down there, we're like, let's, you know, at least commit to a year. And then if we want to stay like, okay, but like, you know, we'll just like at least try it out for a year, you know? And then we were like there for a few months and we're like, yeah, it's probably going to be closer to like two years. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll spend the rest of my life here. I don't know. Um, And that's not what happened. And that's totally okay. So let me tell you what happened there. So we were there. We moved there in, I think it was like end of March or like April, something like that. My bestie, Alyssa. So let me give you some context here. 2020, she was going on this mission trip it was 11 different countries in 11 different months well they're like three months in and covid happens so they all get sent home so so sad so she still has his heart for missions and over this summer this past summer like when we were in dallas she had this opportunity to go out there like with the same organization just kind of help them with like their training facility in the states and then she gets back and she just has this like 
fire in her heart for missions. And it never really like went away when she came back. But like this kind of this her volunteering kind of reignited that. And she was talking about this trip and she was like, I don't even know if I'm technically like qualified because you had to meet a certain this specific trip that they were then talking about was for a certain group of people. And she's like, I don't know if I'm technically like considered in that group. And she was thinking about it and she's like, I don't know, like maybe one day I'll want to go back and do full-time missions. I don't know. She's like, but I just don't know if like that's, you know, what the Lord has for me. Like, we'll see. So she's thinking about this. And then the last day of registration, they reach out to her and they're like, okay, registration's about to close. We want you on this trip. Like, are you coming or not? And I remember getting home from, I think I was at work and I remember getting home and she's telling me this and she's like, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, I think you do. Like, I think you do know. She's like, but then that's like, we already committed to this. Like, you know, we committed that we were going to be here for at least a year. And at this point it was November, I think. Um, she's like, oh, um, and then she would have to be back home by December. So there's that. Um, she's like, you know, that wouldn't be like a full year. And I was like, honestly, like, it's okay. I'll figure it out. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, you had this awesome opportunity. Go do it. Like, go do it. God definitely opened up this door for you. You've been saying that you want to go back and do missions. Like, now you have this opportunity. They want you. Like, go do it. Like, not everybody has a heart and a call for missions. And you do. So go do it. So she's like, okay, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So I was like, great. So um, I got to just, you know, kind of figure out what I'm going to do here Um, because I've got a month to either um find a new job because, you know, my living situation had to switch around a bit. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to need a new job to like cover rent. I was like, so I have a month to either get a new job in a new apartment or figure out something else. So a few months before this, before we even knew this was a possibility, I was at church the one day and my beautiful small group leader, Liz, I don't know if Liz is listening to this, but I hope she is because I adore her. She, that woman is so full of wisdom and knowledge and encouragement. Anyway, love Liz. Liz comes up to me and she's like, Michaela, I just got this word for you. She's like, I feel I just feel like the Lord's going to open something up for you this week that is so undeniably him. I said, okay, cool. Um, so that's on Sunday. Nothing really happens the whole week. I'm going to bed. It's Saturday night. And my sister texts me. Goes, hey, you should move up to Pittsburgh and help me run like Inspire Collective. And I said, shut up. I can't believe you just said that to me. I cannot believe you just said that to me. But I was like, no, you know, like I'm staying in Dallas. Lord called me to Dallas. So I'm going to stay here. That's what I'm supposed to do. And then months later, fast forward months later, I've got to make a decision. And I'm like, okay. Um, so like God is like Pittsburgh the move or what? And I was so torn on this decision because I didn't know what to do. But what I knew was that God called me to Texas and I was so conflicted. I was like, I don't know because I like know he's in Texas. Like, am I supposed to be here longer or am I supposed to go? Like, I just don't know. Like, I feel so conflicted. And then the one night I went to, I like had to make this this decision obviously pretty quickly because this was all happening like within a month. And which is so funny. This isn't, it's not like the Lord's so consistent with like all these crazy life changes happening so quickly. So I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. And then 
I was at a small group, same small group, and they were like, you know, who needs prayer for what? And I was very broad and I was like, I just have to make a really big decision and I don't know what to do and I feel really conflicted. And they had no clue that it was the one option was me moving out of Dallas. And Liz goes, Michaela, you already have everything in you to make that decision. You just need to make it. And I was like, okay, but it's so true. It's so true because like everything has already been calculated. Like the Lord has already calculated every decision that we were going to make. And he still gives us the same promises. So I'm like, he already knows what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm like, he already knows. And it's already been like calculated. Like he, he knows this isn't going to like shake up the will for my life. And I'm like, Lord, my heart is to truly just like, do what you want me to do. If you want me to stay in Texas, I'll do it. But if you want me to move, I'll do it. But I'm like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. And I was so torn up about this. I was like, I don't know what to do. So ultimately, obviously I decided, okay, I'm going to move to Pittsburgh. And I was like, not thrilled about that. Cause when I moved out of Pennsylvania, I said, I will never move back to Pennsylvania. Absolutely not. No way. Not a chance. So I ended up moving back to Pennsylvania and I was like, this is just going to be a temporary thing. Um, and this is just, you know, until I could, you know, probably get to Florida or like something else. I don't know. Um, and that was back in January. I literally moved January 1st. Happy new year. Um, what a way to start my year was driving back from Dallas to Pittsburgh. God bless my sister. I have the most amazing sister. She came down to Texas and helped me move my stuff and split the drive all the way back to Pennsylvania with me. Literally helped me. We moved my couch down the steps. I had a breakdown, moved the mattress down, just the two of us. Um, So Anybody who thinks that they need a man to do something, I'm here to tell you that you don't. That was a joke. I know people are going to take that out of context. Men are great. I'm just saying we girl bossed it. Anyway. Anyway. So I moved to Pittsburgh and I was like, okay, this is just going to be a temporary thing for me. But now that I've been here, I don't know if this is going to be a temporary thing. I don't know if it's going to be forever. The Lord can tell me tomorrow to move somewhere and I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. But I don't know because there's things that I have prayed about for years and I am now walking in. Things that I prayed about and didn't experience in Dallas that I thought it was going to. Like that was my expectation. Okay, like all these things that I've prayed about and prayed about for years and I feel like, okay, the Lord's calling me to Dallas. Well, obviously these things are going to like come to life here and they didn't. And imagine that disappointment. You know, you heard me talk about that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was so confused because I was like, Lord, you called me here. Like, what the heck? And now I'm in Pittsburgh. And I would say like community specifically, I remember being in my bedroom back in Northeastern PA and just like honestly bawling because I did not have community back home. It just, I did not have it. And it wasn't for lack of trying. I just, it was not something I had. And I was like, Lord, this is literally your will. Like you say, it's better to do life together and like community is in your will. And I'm not, I don't even have community. Like what the heck this hurts. Like I really need community around me and I don't have it. And I remember saying like, I know that one day I'll look back and I'll be standing with my community and be like, this is what I prayed for. And I can honestly say, like, this 
season of my life. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm actually living out the days that I've prayed for. Like these things that I've had dreams about for years and just desire to have like friends. I, I'm now living out. So I've been here for what, like five months now, almost, oh my gosh, almost six. That's crazy. I think I've had more genuine friends in these past couple of months than I've had my entire life. Just people who, amazing people who just keep coming into my life and are like, let's be friends. Let's do life together. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, let's do life together. So he's so good and he's so faithful. And I need to wrap this up because we're already at almost 40 minutes. But I say all of that I tell you those stories, one, to tell you how God is such, such an intricate author. He is such a detailed author and he doesn't skip anything. Nothing is wasted. And all these little things, he ties them together. He like, he is truly the best author. And I just get to live out this story. And I said, when I moved to Dallas, I was like, Lord, this story, like I prayed that you would just write this beautiful story that I'd be able to share. And you did. I want to make it my life's mission to share it. Like, this is too good. I can't keep this in. Like, this story is all you. Like, I could not have done any, like, I would not be anywhere without you. And honestly, he was right the whole time. Like, he told me that I wasn't going to have to settle. And there was, during the process, I felt like I was. Like, I really did. I was like, Lord, what the heck? You told me that I wasn't going to have to settle. And I feel like, I'm settling. I don't know. Like my dream is to move to Florida. That's not happening. Well, I'm settling. But it's so funny because last year, some of you might know this, but let me just quickly say this and wrap this up. Um, last year while I was in Dallas, the Lord, so the Lord speaks to me through repetition. So if he wants me to get something, he'll repeat it to me. Like he'll say it once and then Second time, I'll notice it. And then if he says it a third time, I write it down because I know that it's something important. So I do that with like other words he's given me. Sometimes it's like verses, sometimes it's specific words. And he was doing it with Ephesians 3.20 last year. So third time I was like, okay, gotcha. Um, I think through different outlets, I probably heard it over 50 times this past year. And I was like, oh, okay, like you're definitely speaking to me. So for those of you who don't know what Ephesians 3.20 says, it's um, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. And I was like, Lord, I don't think that is a coincidence that that is what you are speaking to me. And even though there were times where I definitely felt like I was settling, he reminded me like, if I did everything you asked me to do, you'd be settling. Like I have something better for you than what you're asking for. And then was like exceedingly and abundantly, Michaela, above like what you've been asking for. So what I was asking for and asking for was him to open the door for Florida. And he wasn't because he had something better for me. And that's not to say that I'll never move to Florida because maybe it's something that I'm supposed to do in a different part of my life, but maybe it's not. And if it's not, okay, like I'll lay it down because what he has is better for me. And it's so hard to receive that in the moment because it's like well I feel like you're holding out on me Lord and there's this verse in Matthew that I read um even before I moved to Dallas and I hung on to it so uh it's in Matthew chapter 7 verse 9 I'm just gonna read it it says which of you if your son asks for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a snake if you then Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And that 
hit me because he gave me this revelation a couple years ago that he's not a God who's going to dangle things in front of your face and be and rip them away and be like, oh, wouldn't this be nice for you to have that? Mm, well, like, actually, I don't have that for you. Like, that's not his character. So I know that things that he's shown me and desires he's put on my heart, it's not for him to dangle them in front of my face and be like, oh, well, wouldn't that be nice? Mm, well, too bad. That's not your portion. No, he's not going to do that. That's not who he is. So that's what I held on to when I was like, okay, Lord, I still feel like there's things that I maybe thought were going to happen in Dallas and aren't happening or like things that I prayed for, like things that are aligned with your will that I feel like I'm lacking and I feel like you're holding out on me. But I'm like, I have to remember that verse that like, surely if we as humans, like fleshly humans know how to give good gifts, surely that instinct to give good gifts comes from you. Like all good things come from you. So that desire to want to give a good gift like that, he truly knows how to do that. Like he was the one who taught us and put that in us to do that. And then there's this other verse. I really need to wrap it up. I'm at like 45 minutes, y'all. I'm so sorry. But this is just such a good story. I need to just like keep going. So just stay with me, okay? Just a little bit longer. You got this. I swear I'm wrapping up soon, okay? Okay, so there's also this verse in, um, okay. There's a couple different ways people pronounce this. Habakkuk, that's what I'm gonna go with. The book of Habakkuk. It's in chapter two. In verse three, and it says, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And that is so good. That is so good. And it's so true. But again, oh my gosh, is that hard to hold on to that when you're in that waiting process for it? Because it's like, yeah, I hope that this is all true. I hope that these verses are true, but it's hard. Cause like I said, last episode, like we can't see these things. You're like, for me specifically community, I'm like, Lord, I've had this vision for a healthy community. Like I've had this desire on my heart and you're saying like, it's not delayed. It's coming at the right time. But I'm like, well, why can't I have this now? Like if this is community is biblical, it's in your will. So I'm like, why am I lacking it? And that's kind of where I have to remind myself that like, it's good in his timing. And I might think that this is a good thing for me in this season and this time, but like ultimately he can see things that I can't. So it's like, wow, God, thank you. Thank you. And even though there are times I felt like I was lacking, ultimately he is good and this doesn't feel good, but like, I have to believe that this is for my good. From all of that, I hope that one You love that story because I love that story. It's my favorite story to tell. I also hope that it strengthens your faith. I hope it encourages you to listen to the whisper because when the Lord spoke to me, it was a whisper. It wasn't this loud scream of Texas. Like that's not how it happened. It was in a whisper. And so often we're like, I just wish God would like audibly tell me where to go, what to do, what move to make. But I think that that's, again, it's not faith because faith is not things that we are sure of. That is not the definition of faith. The definition of faith is confidence in things we hope for. So if I, if God screamed Texas to me, I don't need faith for that. I'm like, okay, well, I know he told me to do it, but when he whispered it to me, 
I had to take that to him. Be like, Lord, genuinely, is this where I'm supposed to go? I had to seek him out because I didn't know what to do. I was like, was that from me? Did I make that up or did you put this on my heart? And I had to seek him. I'm trusting that like, if this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, you will reroute me just like he did with Florida. Oh my gosh. I was, I was stepping y'all. I was knocking on the door. I was standing in front of the door, knocking me like, let me the heck in. And he's like, turn around, girlfriend, like wrong door. This one over here has been open the whole time. And obviously I ended up walking through the right door. So take that step. Even if you're like, um, maybe it is something crazy. The Lord's telling you to like go and do something. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know. That's like definitely out of my comfort zone. Like I've never, I don't know. Like I've never done something like that before. Like this is uncharted territory. Take the step, take the step and move in faith. And he's going to meet you there. And that's a whole lot easier said than done. But I'm telling you, once you start stepping, he's going to start showing you more, but he's not going to push you because the Lord's going to call you to things and he's not going to force you to do them because that goes against free will. So he'll call you to things and he'll ask you to do things, but it's up to you if you want to do them. So take the step and do it. Okay. You got it. That was a lot. There's a lot of stories, a lot of detail, but honestly, I wanted to go into the detail because it's just so crazy cool that like the Lord literally did that. And like, obviously I'm going to tell you about it. And like, believe for that too that like he is writing you a story too like he didn't forget about you he's like no like I'm not actually the author of your book but like her as I am no like he's your author too and he wants that for you too like he wants to be involved he wants like he is in the details like let him be in the details because he'll show up there okay so I hope that was encouraging I hope that that made you see him in a new light and made you see him as the intricate and detailed and kind and gentle and providential God that he is and the good shepherd that he is. And he does so kindly lead us to where we're supposed to be. He didn't push me into Texas. He didn't shove me into Pittsburgh. He kindly gave me the opportunity and I made the decision. And honestly, best decisions I've ever made. I love you all so much and I'm going to see you so soon. Okay. So until next time, be blessed. Love y'all.